Welcome to Reconciling Grace, a program where church leaders discuss various topics from the Bible. During the discussions, there may or may not always be agreement from every panel member on every point, but there is full agreement on the fact that the way to God the Father is through the reconciling grace of Jesus Christ. Welcome to another episode of Reconciling Grace. This is a podcast where we discuss topics and passages from the Bible and, and sometimes just subjects and, and bring the Bible in along to, to show us where we have come up with our understandings, with our answers, and even with our questions. And uh, my name is Pete Becky. I'm joined by Pastor Josh Kugel and by Pastor Don McDonald. And today, Pastor Don McDonald, Pastor Mac, as he's otherwise known, or P. Mac, uh, that's what the parishioners in your congregation call you most often, isn't it, Don? They also call me Pastor Payne, depending on the day. Ah. So as we've um, come together, I, I was, um, even before we started this podcast, we were talking a little bit about the Holy Spirit. And uh, along the way, probably about 30 years ago, when I was serving as a youth pastor at Mount Greenwood Reformed Church, there was a spiritual renewal team that came into Mount Greenwood and said, hey, if you want to be alive in Christ and have this dynamic church that draws people into Christ, you need to understand who the Holy Spirit is and what the Holy Spirit can do for you. And as I was sort of reflecting on that, I found myself locked in a sermon series probably for the last four or five weeks. And one of the titles is Trails Are Trials. Trails are trials that are real invite in the Holy Spirit to care for you. And my, my prayer when I was thinking about this podcast is that we look at the Holy Spirit and us and realize as we do that, that we are never alone when we take this journey of faith in Christ. And um, Peter, I guess my question to you a little bit is, as I'm saying all this is, how do you experience the Holy Spirit as a believer in Christ? How do you see the Spirit touching you on a regular basis? Well, I think it goes back to the understanding that um, when we are saved, when we come into that relationship with Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit indwells us as Christians. Um, he lives within us, and the Holy Spirit, therefore, is communicating from within. And I'm not sure exactly if this is the question you're asking or uh, if it's the question I'm just answering because I understood it that way, is the question along the lines of how do I experience the Holy Spirit? I would say on a personal level, day by day. Yeah, how would I experience it then? Yeah. Is I, I kind of would say I experience him in my life day by day, as you said, but it's not always the same. You know, I, I still have questions. I don't always get every answer that I want right away. But there are times when, for instance, I'm seeking and I'm seeking and I'm not getting an answer and I'm not getting an answer. And then suddenly I just get this peace. Yeah. And that peace comes about. And it's as though I, I, I just know that God is showing me that that's what I'm looking for. Now, that's not to say we never struggle because there are times when we don't always get the answers. We might not get the answers this side of heaven on some things, right, but right. I experience the fact that I am walking as his child, as God's child, with the Holy Spirit living within me, whom I can commune with um, at any time, 
and he is within me. He is part of me. It would be like saying, um, how do you communicate with your lung, you know, or, or your kidney? You know, right. the bottom line is he's just part of me now. Um, he lives within me. He dwells within me. And that's kind of how I can best describe it. He's just part of who I am. Correct. Josh, when you, when I talk about the Holy Spirit and yourself and your daily walk, how do you experience the Holy Spirit? How do you see the Holy Spirit alive in you? Can I preface this with something a little off oh, topic please, to get back on topic? Please do. Okay. It's Josh-ism. Um, I had Taco Bell earlier. No, I'm just kidding. That is very, <laughs> very off topic. Um, so I, I'm preaching uh, through the Lord's Prayer. Uh, I told you that a little earlier. And I, I just want you to understand there are a lot of things about the relationship that God has with himself that I don't understand. Um, and so one of the things that got me from the Lord's Prayer is I'm studying this. Jesus in the Great Commission and all, he said, comes and tells his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. And so Jesus is, is kind of directing the kingdom of God. He's got all authority and everything. And then you go over to 1 Corinthians and it talks about the order of the resurrection. Christ is raised as the first among many and everything. It says, after that, the end will come. Well, he will turn where he, Christ, will turn the kingdom over to God the Father, having destroyed every ruler and authority and power. So he's essentially ceding that authority over to God the Father. I don't understand exactly how that works. And so I'm trying to understand and wrap my hand or my head around Jesus. Uh, okay, so God in three persons, Jesus and Father. Jesus is taking the, the, the lordship uh, until the end, until the resurrection, when he turns it back over to his Father. And, and I, I'm struggling to differentiate between the role the father still has in lordship because it's now Jesus. And, and, and so, and, and I'm just saying that to say that the Holy Spirit to me is the least well understood of the persons of the Trinity to me. And when you say something like, my wording gets confused when I talk about the spirit, sometimes I misattribute. Uh, something to the spirit that really I probably should should attribute to Jesus or God the Father and and when you say something like how do you I think the question was how do you experience the Holy Spirit and David it's it's hard for me to say okay here's God in three persons Father Son and Spirit right. I know they're three equal I know that the Holy Spirit is is moving now and in, in a special way that Jesus said, you know, I'm going so I can leave something in, in, in a sense, even more powerful and better. It's going to do even more. And it's the Holy Spirit is responsible for the explosion of the church and the gifts and all this kind of stuff. But it's hard for me ever to say that the, 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 the one person of the Godhead separate from the rest of the Godhead is moving in me in this way. And so it's just, sometimes it's really hard for me to say, well, how is the spirit moving in your life? Well, I think the Spirit gives me peace when I need peace. I, I think the Spirit helps me to trust that God the Father has all of creation under control, and he's working it to a, a, a beautiful resolution that it results in the, the, the ridding of self and the full realization of God and his will. Um, I think the Holy Spirit gives me insight when I'm talking to other people. Um, I think the Holy Spirit reminds me of the, the surety of my salvation when I'm, when I'm doubting. Um, and so I, that's a really long, probably unnecessary answer just to say that I think when we talk about the Holy Spirit of God, 
we aim. <laughs> and, and, and it's hard to say, you know what? Uh, I don't know. This is how the spirit's moving because I think God is moving all over. Um, and so any, anyway, it's, Josh, I, I'm confused when we get to this topic. I'll just say this. Josh, I know a lot of the right answers, but I'm confused. But Josh, you know what the beauty is? You are confused. Yeah. Because how many other people are, have the same confusion? Sure. Yeah. You know, because when I've taught on the Holy Spirit and it says in Ephesians, pray in the spirit, you should see the looks I get about, well, we pray to dear Jesus. We pray, dear father, we pray, you know, and I said, no, what is the most active part of the Trinity right now? Yeah. The Holy Spirit. And Paul but said, even that, though, isn't that misleading? Because God, the father is still ordering all of. Through existence the, through the spirit right now yeah okay through the spirit i mean but that's why i love this conversation because in some ways josh i i love your heart oh <laughs> i love your heart because in a lot of ways how many other believers say i see g i see the father i see jesus and then there's something about this thing called the holy spirit this advocate that jesus sent after he went away so that we would never be alone yeah you know I, and that's that john 14 text that i sent in my notes you know and pete if you want to read that john 14 text um that's before us because that word advocate pops sure john 14 verses 25 through 27 says this and these are the words of jesus by the way he says all this I have spoken while still with you, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. And Josh, when, when you were talking about, you know, here's the Father, here's Jesus, here's God moving in all these things. And all of a sudden, it's like, wait a minute, you know, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit are all going to be working together. Yeah. But the most active part of it is the Holy Spirit. Sure, sure. And, and the frustrating part is that delightful word advocate. You guys remember the Greek of that? Is that paraclete? Yes. And it's only used once in the whole Bible. Yeah. Counselor, yeah, paraclete, yeah. Yeah, baseball shoes. Baseball shoes. You know, you put them on, dig in the ground, paraclete. go. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but paraclete simply means the one who comes alongside. Yeah. It could comforter. Be, comforter. comforter is it? Yeah. You know, it, it, it could be all that. I know in in the sermon I preached, I uh, underneath got questions organization. It's called Paraclete and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I I love that it says you know it says in this article it says Holy Spirit as our Paraclete is to have God himself indwelling as believers. The spirit teaches us uh, the word and guides us into truth. He reminds us that Jesus has taught us so that we can depend on his word in the difficult times of life. The spirit works to give us peace, his love, his joy, his yeah. comforts our heart. And you, you read through that paragraph and you begin to realize. Isn't that the fruits of the spirit? <laughs> Isn't that no. true? So powerful. <laughs> no, it's the fruit of the spirit. But that was my my uh, little dig at stuff. Yeah, I feel some people well. think some people think I get one or the other, and <laughs> the, the, the fruit of the spirit, the 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 person who's alive in Christ, is going to show 
the work of the spirit in their lives. Right. Um, only if they belong to a certain denomination, though. Right. Oh, here we go again. Yeah. Go back to uh, 121, Reconciling Grace, to hear yeah. that one. <laughs> well, the thing about advocate, too, and I, I really like this part about this passage um, with advocate. <laughs> Understand that this is a legal term, especially more from the Great Britain side of things. Um, advocate means one who will speak on behalf of. So if you have somebody who is your advocate, who is an attorney uh, for whatever reason, that person is going to speak on your behalf. They're not going to accuse you. They're not going to um, you know, try to get you in, 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 in some strange way of tripping you up. They are on your side. They are going to be advocating for you. They're going to be trying to do what is best in your best interest. And, and when we look at the Holy Spirit in us, how great comfort that we can have an advocate that pulls alongside us and with us, if we go with that definition, you know, that when, and I think no matter what denomination you're a part of, we have to agree that the Holy Spirit is there to advocate, to give us comfort, to give us peace and to walk in that way. Um, and, and my my thinking on the Holy Spirit, when I ask myself the question, how do I experience the Holy Spirit on a daily basis? There are some days where it's so difficult to get that shalom peace. Mm -hmm. that I agree. Peace of God. And then I stop and I realize if I pray in the Spirit, Holy Spirit, just be in here and touch me with your peace. It's the Spirit that gives us the peace. And sometimes we get so caught up in the theological debate of the Trinity that we forget that right now it's the Holy Spirit moving to care for us. The Holy Spirit that's moving to bring us into the presence of God when we cannot advocate. It's the Holy Spirit, you know, and, and when I was thinking about this podcast, um, one of the things that I crave for people to understand what the holy spirit is no matter what is going on in life if you say holy spirit come and touch me and you pray for at least a momentary peace you begin to realize you're not alone hmm. and only the spirit can do that let me ask i i i i think i know the answer to this but I, i'm just wondering for conversation's sake is it important to attribute the correct person of the godhead with what they're doing define that question please where i could say god brings comfort is it important to say that that's the holy spirit's role isn't it a learning process i mean it seems to me that we're constantly learning we're constantly hopefully drawing closer to god and and understanding him more and more as as we walk with him and sometimes I think we try to put too fine a point on things. That doesn't mean we shouldn't try. That doesn't mean that we shouldn't explore. But, you know, if I, I think, Don, I think you, you mentioned it earlier with, with, you know, sometimes we'll pray to the Father. Sometimes we'll pray to Jesus. But oftentimes we don't start our prayer with Holy Spirit. Yeah. And, you know, we can do that. But in my everyday life, I honestly don't try to attribute any specific attributes. How about that? The way I used attribute and attribute in the same <laughs> sentence. I don't necessarily try to do that 
in my everyday life. Now, when I'm sitting here thinking about it, pondering it, or talking about it like we are now, Josh, nothing wrong with that. But I don't know that we're always going to have that answer or we're always going to be able to come up with that answer. I, and, and I think, because that's a fair question, Josh, because in, in a lot of ways, you know, if we do assign an attribute to the Holy Spirit, do we limit what the Holy Spirit can do? You know, it, it's, and when I think about the Holy Spirit and the movement of the Holy Spirit, especially with that word parakletos and advocate, I, I think the Holy Spirit does all the above. You know, you were kidding, Josh, about, you know, Galatians and, and the fruits of the Spirit. You know, that, that's quite a list of how the Spirit touches us and moves, you know, and, and I always laugh because the last one on that list is self-control. And why? Because it's the hardest one to have. You know, and in that sense of the Holy Spirit working to give you that that self-control, I, I think what I've learned about the Holy Spirit in all these years is to appreciate that that is truly the most active part of the Trinity. And we don't see that. We limit what the Holy Spirit can do because we forget that Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to be Jesus in the world, to indwell in us, so that Jesus in, is in us all over the world. And it only happens through the Holy Spirit. Kind of like that song from, I think it was the 80s. We are his hands, we are his feet. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we doing the work of God with the Holy Spirit indwelling us is allowing us to do that work you know i think one of the things that we really really need to emphasize as christians in general i'm not necessarily talking about just on this podcast but we have to understand how we are basically powerless except for the holy spirit working in and through us we need to give god all the glory for any of the good that happens because without the holy spirit living within us and working through us, we basically would not be of, you know, able to do anything at all for God. And, and what I find interesting, though, um, thinking about that reflection, uh, I keep thinking about the spirit of God and how it brings us into the presence of God. But he does it in a way that offends some people. You know, if you're a very reverent personality, the Holy Spirit causes you to call Father Abba, which is Daddy. Mm -hmm. That's offensive to a lot of people. Wait oh. a minute. You, you mean the Holy Spirit makes God the Father Daddy? That he indwells in you that closely? You know, and, and of course, I, I'm looking at that text where it says, for those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him, we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself goes with the advocate that you talked about, Pete. Uh, himself testifies with our spirit um, that we are God's children. Now, if we are God's children, then we are heirs, heirs of God, co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. But the, the phrase that catches me, and that's why I began the question with how do you experience a Holy Spirit daily? 
is that your daddy is with you. Mm -hmm. And the Holy Spirit brings you that familiar connection. Right, right. And, and, and I think that's why when I was looking at the Holy Spirit and us, how we're never alone, I, I think, you know, in, in this day and age, it's so important to acknowledge that the Holy Spirit is going to give you the fruits of the Spirit that Josh talked about. It's going to give you that sense of peace that we've talked about. It's going to give you that teaching of Jesus when you most need it. And, and I, I think that's the thing that really touches me when I think about the Holy Spirit. And that to me goes beyond denominational lines. I think, you know, a Baptist, a Nazarene, and a Reformer could agree on that. At least I hope. I, I don't know. Josh, can you agree on that at all as a Baptist? Sure. I mean, and, and I think when you preach Holy Spirit in, in the Baptist tradition, Josh, how, how, do you, how do you handle that? What is some of your thinking on that? I don't know. I think um, Baptists have a natural uh, focus around salvation and evangelism, which causes us to talk about Jesus a lot more right. than anything. Um, that being coupled with I don't know. I think misapplication of spiritual gifts makes not just Baptist, but probably any traditional or Orthodox kind of Christian a little cautious when they get to it. Right. Along with the stories about the Holy Spirit and, and Jesus are very different. Jesus is a, a person and I'm not saying the Holy Spirit is not or something, but a, a physical God made flesh dwelt on earth. Everybody watched him. He did things. He said things to people and all this. Now you've got this transition from a very concrete uh, character who was fully flesh to now Pentecost where uh, the Holy Spirit causes people to do something that then has become politicized in the church and everything. Um, but specifically, what does that mean that the Holy Spirit caused that or gave utterance? We, we also understand too that I think the Holy Spirit kind of inspired the writers of scripture. Right. But how do you talk about that? Because we don't even know exactly what that means. And I'm from a tradition and I believe too that the original text as given to the original authors is, is inerrant and is inspired. And that causes me to have this incredible view of the Holy Spirit and the way he works. But How? <laughs> and so I think there, I, I think when you talk about the spirit, there are way more blanks to fill in with things that you wonder about than they are with, with, when you're talking about Jesus with things, he just sat there and told you. Right. Um, and, and even when we're talking about the spirit right now, the first thing we said was Jesus said, I'm leaving so that the advocate can come. So right. even that isn't from the spirit himself. Um, and so it's, it's hard. I think a lot of times we shy away, not just in Baptist circles, I think in, in Christian circles where we're trying to be responsible, we don't always know enough to do the same service talking about the Holy Spirit as we do about Jesus or God the Father even. Um, because we've done a really good job of personifying, I think, God the Father. God the Father speaks. God the Father is quoted. Right. God the right. Father, you know, there's stories all through the Old Testament about him. We don't, we don't have the same kind of thing with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit moves among people, gives utterance to things to, you know, it, it's just hard to. And, and I think, Josh, as you say that, the greatest concern I have is as we have that language, 
we create a, oh, this is the Holy Spirit and this is us. Yeah. We, we, we create what I call an emotional barrier because we're afraid we'll be rolling in the aisles with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit doesn't work the same in everybody. Yeah. The Holy Spirit moves in different ways. I think we're scared of the Holy Spirit because we don't know what the Holy Spirit could do to us. Yeah. And don't well, you think that that's where the Holy Spirit uses each of us as individuals? Don, you mentioned, you know, he might work different ways in different people. We, we've heard about, you know, in 1 Corinthians uh, 12, for instance, the different spiritual gifts. And in Ephesians, it talks about spiritual gifts. Not everybody has the same gifts. I think it also talks about it in Romans 12, yeah. um, that not everybody has the same spiritual gifts. Not everybody has the same personality. Um, if you are naturally a laid back type of quiet, shy type of person, now the Holy Spirit can make that change. He can make that person become bold and and out there you know for the lord but at the same time more often than not i have found that the actual person's personality remains fairly much the same but the holy spirit with using that person will use that person's gifts and graces to bring about um glorification of god through how that person serves the lord yeah i am yep. basically an introvert I am shy, believe it or not. I'm very shy. And yet I'm a preacher. And the only reason why I'm a preacher is because before I preach, I say, Holy Spirit, this is your time. And I get out of the way. You know, I always say the Holy Spirit is preaching and not me. And, and I keep that in my prayer walk. Even before uh, Dr. DeCryder had a habit at Christ Church of Oakbrook, I noticed he'd always bow his head before he would start preaching. And we were in a sermon prep class and he was teaching it. And they said, well, why are you bowing your head before you preach? He says, because that's Holy Spirit time. It's Holy Spirit time. Um, I, I don't, and, and I love the reality of not knowing, Josh, what the Holy yeah. Spirit is doing. I, I, I think mystery, I think mystery is beautiful in this. Yes. Yeah. No, not completely, because we know enough not to be just completely in the dark about what the Spirit is doing. <laughs> but, but the other, the other thing I, I want to say is our, our church and our, our, our strand or whatever talks about Jesus probably more than God the Father and God the Spirit. However, there is a there is a a, a set of denominations or, or type of belief that that seems to talk about the Spirit more than they talk about Jesus and more than they talk about God the Father. Right. Um. And. And we, as a habit, seem to want to distance ourselves from them. And, and often, I think we do so at our own peril um, because we've let them take over that conversation. Right. Um, and, or at least certain parts of that conversation. Um, and so I, I think we owe it to our relationship with God um, to kind of reclaim those spaces, I think. Um, but I also think it's, it's we, we talked about this on the last episode we did, though, those, these divisions hurt us because they prevent us from really investigating who God is because of fear of what other groups are doing and things like that too. But Josh, you said something beautiful and that's why I wanted to do this podcast. I'm causing you to go back and say, now, wait a minute. What about, yeah. You know, and, and I think that's what I hope people that listen to this podcast, if, if 
if if your culture is Jesus, which there's nothing wrong about for the record. I mean, we need Jesus. We need Jesus preached. We need Jesus, you know, glorified. But we need to understand the reasons we have Jesus is because of the presence of the Holy Spirit. And you got to spend time with the Spirit to really understand who Jesus is so that you can call Father Abba. And it only happens when you say, how have I experienced the Holy Spirit today? Right, because it's his spirit within us, meaning God's spirit, God the Father, God the Son, living within us, who allows us to experience God today. You know, I I have a hard time, just kind of like what you said about having a hard time understanding certain things and explaining things. One of the things that is hard for me to explain is when Jesus told the disciples that it is better for them if he goes away so that the Holy Spirit can come in them and, and kind of it, it's really not a good explanation but it's kind of the best one i can come up with is that as a human being jesus was only in one place at one time but now through the holy spirit the holy spirit can be in every single believer throughout the world and i, str- I struggle with looking at it like that pete because there isn't a place and there has never been a place where god wasn't Sure, God is on um, absolutely. And 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 Ephesians says he's over all, in all, and through all. And the way I see God, I think, I think is really kind of special. Whereas uh before time, space, and matter, God was, and everything that was created was within God. And so he's, I mean, not within, but within, but separate, but but God has access to everything. He's yeah. over all and all this kind of stuff. And so to say that. This is where I struggle with even looking at it like this. And I think it's biblical language, but Jesus says, I'm going away. But we also know that he didn't, he, the physical body, yes. Right. But, and I've had some people tell me that Jesus now exists only in the physical. And, but. But, man, you know, I that's, just, that's, that's contrary to scripture though, because yeah. he, he exists in and through the Holy Spirit sure. right now. Yeah, so, so Jesus did physically go away, but still Jesus is, is and he's also uh, interceding for us at the right hand of God, Amen. Father Almighty, and, and all this stuff. But I think he's also still very involved in things. I, I don't know how to explain it. Right. I do yeah. want to cede to the to scripture where it says, yes, but I know physically he went away. But I like a lot of people will say on the cross, God turned his head and had nothing to do with Jesus there dying. That's a, I, I think that's completely impossible mm-hmm. for, for God, the Father, Son, and Spirit to, dis, to detach itself, himself, from another person of the Trinity. I, I just don't see that happening. I don't see the scripture on that. But yet we say that all the time. And I just, I know that the Spirit is most actively involved right now. And maybe we can say that God, the Father, and God, the Son, through the Spirit is involved, but to me, it, it, I struggle philosophically, theologically with, okay, the spirit is the only one we have access to right now because of the, there's one God, Father, Son, and Spirit. And I, um, and I, and I guess when, whenever I look at the reality of the Holy Spirit, I, I sort of look at it as the Holy Spirit brings me into the fullness of God, brings me into the fullness of Jesus Christ. It, it's, it's that connection that the holy spirit does right now i'm I'm never separate from god and i'm never separate from jesus because of the power of the holy spirit yeah and i mean even jesus kind of 
gives us some clues to the fact that this might not be an easy question to answer. Because even in the book of John, he was talking on the night that he was betrayed. At one point, he talks about on that day, um, you won't ask me for anything. You'll ask the Father because the Father loves you. And another point in there, he's saying, you can ask me for anything. And then he says about, you know, the, uh, the Holy Spirit is going to be with you. This is all in the same night. And um, I, I guess to me, and, you know, this is the way I see it, and I'm not sure if everybody else understands it this way, but there's a difference is that once Pentecost came, the Holy Spirit began dwelling within people. I think that more, and it's really, really hard to describe in, in, in our language, in our terms, but I think more, for instance, in the Old Testament, we see the Holy Spirit abiding with somebody or settling on somebody, where now with Pentecost, the Holy Spirit resides within us. And to me, that is a major difference. And so when Jesus said about going away, um, again, I think we're talking about the physical, Josh. I'm not saying that Jesus isn't everywhere, or the Father isn't everywhere, but living within us, becoming part of who we are, that's the Holy Spirit within us. That's how I tend to understand it. And again, it's a almost wonder of, 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 of explaining it in our language, but it's it's kind of the essence, kind of the sense of where I'm trying to get at. Yeah. And I, and I almost wonder if it would help just to say that the role of the spirit um, is, is what you're saying. Very possibly. Um, very possibly. Yeah. yeah. I, I think the beauty of this conversation, we're going to have to wind it down because time is our enemy, um, is that we all see the need to be in the Holy Spirit in however we are gifted. And we all need to understand that as we do that and we see the Holy Spirit in us is in that way we are never alone. That reminds the me of the song i'm not going to sing it but it says come holy spirit i need you come sweet spirit i pray come in your strength and your power come in your own gentle way or special way i don't know which way it says but still those words it's just a song that's not scripture but we all need the holy spirit to dwell within us knowing that the holy spirit dwells in us when we have jesus as our lord and savior and, and I think, and I think, Pete, what, what I loved about this conversation is, you know, the way Josh began our journey, it's like, well, I know that there's God the Father, and I know there's Jesus, but then there's this thing called the Holy Spirit, which I'm not sure what to do with, and I'm not sure how he works. Maybe this podcast will whet people's appetites to check out the Holy Spirit deeper. Sure. And, and you know what, as I've said before, and I will say it again now, we might not have all the answers. In fact, I think we have demonstrated tonight that we do not have all the answers. But there is that mystery that, that Josh mentioned earlier, that we don't always understand it, but we go by faith. Yep. And we understand there is a God who is Father, Son, Holy Spirit, the Holy Trinity, and that all three persons are separate, but they are one God, and God is in charge. God is sovereign. God uh, loves us, and he wants to dwell within us, and he wants us to be his children. So, guys, it's been an interesting podcast today. I, as I say, I hope that people have been edified by it.
So for Josh Kugel and for Don McDonald, Pastor Mac, you did a great job with this. I'm glad that you brought it up. And this is Pete Becky, and I want to thank you for joining us for another episode of Reconciling Grace. This has been Reconciling Grace. If you have a comment or a question for our panel, or if you would like to invite one or more of our panelists to share with your church or group, please send an email to rg at faithandfriendsradio.com. And thank you for listening to Reconciling Grace. Reconciling Grace.